0: Hi, and welcome to the Onlineification Pod, a podcast produced by Zuma. I'm Doug, taking over intro duties from Alex again this week. In this episode, we spoke about how traditional B2B companies can develop their digital offerings. Even though the pandemic seems to be starting to draw to a close, B2B companies really still have a huge opportunity to onlineify and digitalize the products and services that they sell. The question is how to do it, and how to do it quickly. Anders and Stellan have helped a lot of B2B companies do exactly this. So stay tuned and hear what they have to say. Enjoy. During 2020, many companies were challenged to rethink their offering. They needed to develop more digital offerings. Stellan, uh, how do you define a digital offering
1: it's a very good question uh, for me it's anything that can be uh, bought uh, online so in short it could be a physical product or a digital product
0: anders what's your definition of a digital offering
2: i i would agree and then you can go down to semantics or nomenclature that uh, how you get there meaning uh, what you use to uh, provide in a traditional or analog way that you start doing that digitally as well. But I agree with Stellan that it's if, an, if it's an offering,
0: you're, you're able to buy it. And during 2020, have you seen any successful examples where, where they developed a digital offering, Anders?
2: If, if I heard your first sort of background input Right, Um, I I will try to rephrase what what you said, built in in the first question to Stalin. 2020, and depending on where we are in the world, all companies, all organizations, all families, all individuals in the whole world um, had a unique and still have a unique opportunity to challenge themselves to make things happen. Some let's say, for example, companies have been doing absolutely nothing but talking about hopefully it soon gets back to normal. And some have tried to make baby steps and perhaps some have moved quickly. I would presume that the ones that started a while ago have increased the speed and some that didn't start a while ago. Nothing has happened. Because yes, companies have been challenged to execute, but I'm not sure that many have been taking on that challenge and that I'm sure that some haven't looked at it as a very positive challenge. I don't know what you say about my prologue, Stellan, but... um,
1: I think in in BTC, the examples are plenty. Uh, especially when it comes to retail, uh, restaurants, uh, service industry in general, and so on, um, because they had to to survive in uh, in B two B. I think there are um, much fewer examples, um, and uh, I haven't observed observed any with my own eyes. Um, I've just read about them, um, and that's mainly been been going the e commerce uh, route for physical goods. Uh, so I'm still lacking like really good examples of people who have invented like completely new offerings, moved their their uh, service sales sides of things uh, online in a proper way, and so on.
2: And and to add to that, uh, Stalin, I would say, I mean now now if we cluster B2B, we we should at the same time know that that some B2B companies um, have had golden times now depending on what business they are in. So, so when we sort of generally speak about B2B, there, there's all kinds of examples of, of how this have, has affected companies. But I, I would generally say like this, that the companies that have been challenged, I hope they have been looking at it, what, what I think is the right way, that this is a unique possibility to be fast to actually take decisions and and move forward with things that they have struggled with that 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 is definitely something i can stand for um, and we do have insights and have been involved with with a couple of owner groups where the intention is to be fast but we have also been involved with decision makers and owner groups where they await what will happen that's a huge difference
1: yeah
0: and anders do you think the pandemic has been a time where where companies can take time to to invest in more projects that uh, will have a results in the long term rather than in the short term if we're thinking about public companies who has short term uh, demand from Im- investors but during this pandemic those uh, of expectations disappeared on short term uh, and this this is the time now to to really launch project which has a a uh, long-term benefits and results
2: long question and and the short answer is if we look like in sweden since march that opportunity exists
0: yes it was a short answer and concise Stellan, you mentioned a difference between B two B and B B two C. Why are B two C generally more quicker to 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 adapt to the new? Uh,
1: I think spontaneously, historical reasons, uh, no direct relationship with customers. So uh, when your direct sort of when you when your relationship with the customer is the sale, the transaction itself, and that moves from a physical world to an online world, you have to follow or you no longer exist as a business. Whereas uh in, in B2B, the relationship have, have been more personal and and those have been over phone and so on, historically not just in the physical realm, so to speak. So the situation um, we've been in in the last year has not forced i think b 2 customer uh, or companies in the same way to go digital as in b2c and
0: so if they have uh, succeeded in surviving without uh, adapting or changing what makes this now uh, the most critical because
1: your new competitors will go digital first and your uh, buyers will definitely move to a digital first over time. So um, it's it's be- it becomes a challenge, I think, to leave this on the table for too long.
0: Anders, what skill set do you think are required for B2B companies to uh, to move more quickly into digital offerings?
2: I, I would say for the last 20 years uh, they've been um, overthrown by the wise, meaning um, why they should do it and they have been very active in running it projects whatever they have been referred to but i would call them system projects what what i mean by this is that um, it's easy from the outside to say they should prioritize this they should prioritize that but if no one ever has shown any proof before and it's very very difficult to motivate any change and to motivate a digital change or a digital transformation without ever have seen any proof of result is difficult for most b2b companies so what it takes as a skill set is someone one showing them the proof in advance and two taking charge of what and how to do it and those examples are very very
0: few so internally do you think that it's required that you hire new employees and uh, and how, how do you balance between new employees and existing employees or or is it educating existing employees and, and uh...
2: most companies have owners um most executive management are not owners of large b2b companies Um, of course it's a lot up to the owners and also uh, to the people that they put in the positions of of running the company but as 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 i said when you haven't seen that much proof there's a high risk that you tell stuff about digital offerings and digitalizations from a PR perspective to say oh we have done this and we have done that but but on the inside you know that we we haven't digitalized so much meaning going from analog to digital we therefore haven't come very far with digitalization perhaps the digital readiness internally is very low and therefore, not that much has happened with digital transformation. And, and for me, digital transformation is its three main pillars: it's the offering and the business model; it's the internal processes; and thirdly, it's it's the customers, the clients, their experience.
1: Zelan, do you
0: agree on those three pillars?
1: Yeah, I'd like to offer another perspective on this, and I think uh, that whether you have to bring in new people or you can rely on the skills that you have within the organization is a lot dependent on the fact that most people are naturally skeptical about change. So whenever you're going to do a change project, and this has, it's not just for digitalization and and it's like any change that you could have within an organization. Most people are reluctant because we know what we have, but we don't know what the alternative is. So whenever you're going to do the kind of move that we're talking about now, you need people who are, have sort of a curiosity and who like change. And so if you get those people, then the next factor is basically how digital are they, how uh, analytical are they, uh, and um, I would say, to a large extent as well, so how high uh, factor do they have when it comes to getting stuff done. Basically, because this is um, you can't just plan this is you have to have a certain uncertainty and just do it and see what happens and adapt.
2: And I, and I would say uh, more than bringing another perspective, you answered the question.
1: <laughs> it's another way of looking at it. <laughs> and Stella, you
0: mentioned that the new competition will be digital first and these uh, employees, these new people with uh, with um, yeah, the required that has the required skill sets. How do you succeed if you're a traditional B two B company to hire those before they go to the competition who who uh, who goes digital first?
1: Yeah, this is a challenge um, because obviously you have a disadvantage to start with. Um, I just know from uh, my own personal experience as well that uh, you know just the type of uh, of atmosphere that can be in a in a company can be enough to to scare away those people. So um, I think you have to be very open to uh, taking advantage of the new situation that we have, where people can work from other places, uh, might not have to come into your office and be part of your existing culture and way of doing things. Uh, hopefully, it could even make it make it easier to hire a set of people who can work as a team, remote, and change things.
2: Uh, I like to add one thing to that, or maybe two, if, if okay. How about leading by example? Uh, the way we learned to to uh, use computers was not that we had a um, academic degree in using computers. We helped each other. Someone we knew knew something, and we helped each other to become better. Why I say this is because I I think 2021 in a Western world company, it's impossible to increase the digital readiness or increase the digitalization and so forth. If you have a leadership who doesn't allow your colleagues to have their videos on in a video meeting, that is not leading by example. And sorry to bring this specific specific thing up, but imagine to book a meeting with someone in the physical world, bring a black blanket and put it over your head. This, how the world is right now, doesn't need dinosaurs. It needs people who leads by example, who are willing to show that they can make mistakes and let the colleagues say, hey, you could do this and you could do that and it would become much better happens every day in every meeting. One of the meetings before today, Svalon had a reflection, took a screenshot, sent it through the chat in, in the meeting to me. I changed immediately helping each other to lead by example, improving each other is the culture we need if we want to be able to be more relevant for our customers. And and I think generally speaking in the whole world, digital first has been for a long time among the potential and existing customers. It's just that as B2B owners and leaders, we don't always grasp that. They think it's a cool expression where you do the design of the uh, iPhone interface before you do the design of your website. Uh, I I would. Gladly say that for the last 10 years, uh, wake up, digital first is how people behave no matter where they come from or where they are.
0: And Stella, if you worked at a company with those kind of dinosaurs that Anders is referring to, and you were not able to quit that job, what would you do? How would you change the dinosaurs?
1: I'm the type of person who uh, likes to do skunk works. So I would just go about them, as Anders was saying, lead by example, make change happen and uh, be prepared for the consequences. And, uh, you know, if people hate what you do and, and yet you're fired, well, then at least you did what you believed in. I I'm a, have a very hard time doing these sort of, uh, um, well, n- nine to five, accept the status quo and things will be like they've always been and have a boring life. Uh, it's kind of not my thing.
0: Anything to add there Anders?
2: I had a conversation. Um, it's always difficult when, you, when you're about to give examples so that I don't um, expose someone who was, doesn't want to get exposed. So let me tell you this story. Let's say that I talked to an owner a while ago. Let's say that this owner um, let me meet some um, CEOs of the companies that he owned. And let's say that I had a couple of conversations with these CEOs. After these sessions, this this owner asked me, I have understood, Anders, that you think, you believe, that one of the keys to achieve the needed change is to lead by example. How many of of the individuals that you now have met do you think are able to lead by example? That's a... oi. Thank you for giving me that trust and so forth. I answered. Let's start with you. You are not able to lead by example. He smiled and said that was not the answer I was looking for. And then I said you have one CEO that can lead by example. Whatever he would do because I just tell a story. Uh, I won't tell now or what he could do i won't tell now but it's an interesting way of looking at it as an owner
1: and now it's speaker
0: (laughs) thank you everyone for participating